Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Akuye and I'm here with... Juliet Sarley. Happy, what is it, Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. <laughs> and it's great to have you back, Jules. I had to fly solo yesterday, Aww. which was a bit of fun or not yes. so... <laughs> a yes. bit of hard work. Well, I'm back. Came for, back from the sunny Gold Coast. I uh, don't have a tan, but that's a good thing because we don't like to tan these days, do we? But let's have a look at whether the market is tanning itself. It is up eight tenths of one percent and certainly most sectors rising today. Really that rebounding commodities helping. So nine of the 11 sectors moving higher. Absolutely. And the ASX 200 up about 0.9 percent or 62 points over that 7,000 level, 7,010. But we'll have to wait a while to see those closing prices come through. So let's have a quick look at some of the sectors because we did have CBA and we are going to talk more about the banks but let's just have a quick look and it really was a Westpac leading the charge there in the banking sector. And NAB of course trading ex-div so it was down at 3.1%. Let's have a quick look at energy because we mentioned the rebound in commodities and certainly energy stocks were a standout. Uh, a lot of the majors up over 2% beach energy there up by 5.3%. Yeah absolutely and uh, just making the point that also we actually had the likes of the materials sector that was also really strong as well today. It was up about 1.3%. But technology, also quite a lot of green on screen there. Have a quick look. So across the board uh, with WiseTech and Block up by over 2% and also Altium and Zero up by about 1.2%. But let's have a look at some of the three themes that we're talking today. Hey, Jules. Yes, well, as I mentioned, really is all about the banks, what we heard from CBA coming through with its uh, quarterly numbers, that 1% gain there in the the quarterly profit. And then, of course, we mentioned uh, NAB going the other way because it was paying out its dividend. But really interesting to just get a, a pulse read, I guess, from the banks, particularly amidst these high interest rates. Absolutely. And we are going to talk more on the banks in a second. But another theme that we have been chatting a lot about Mm. with the UBS conference and just generally with a lot of the economists is the effects of immigration that this is having on our economy. And the RBA in the Statement of Monetary Policy, SOMP, as well as the speech that we heard yesterday from the Deputy Economist, um, Marion Cohen, Kohler, basically saying that the economy is firmer than expected Mm. and they've upgraded in terms of their benchmark of where they see inflation and it's largely due to the strong population growth that we're seeing here. 
All right. And also we're looking ahead to the US CPI, the core inflation number. That's going to be key as well for the Fed and what they do next. But uh, let's have a look at some of the top stories of the day. Absolutely. So a quick run through. So CBA statutory cash earnings were up about 1% on the quarter, but largely changed on the year. And CBA has finished the purchase of more of $700 million of shares on the market. Telstra shares closing down 2.1%, $3.87. They had their investor presentation day. Interestingly, the CEO, Vanessa Hudson, talking about uh, they have seen a little bit of a pickup coming through from some of the Optus customers, but they also, of course, announced these five new major routes as well as an expansion of their fibre connections in the Pilbara region in WA and reconfirmed their full year guidance. But I thought it was interesting what she was saying about they did see a little bit of a pickup from the Optus outage, but they're not expecting it to be material because they saw that last year with the cyber attack too, and then it only lasted maybe six weeks or so. Yeah, and let's face that we really need two, at least two major competitors in mm. the communication space. It's actually very important to keep both of them hopefully honest. Now, OFX group shares are down today because this is despite reporting a 5% pop in first half net profits on a 9% rise in revenue. And investors seem pretty unimpressed as the company says it won't pay a interim dividend. And ALS shares tracked higher. This was despite posting a nearly 10% line in first half net profit and lowering their dividend and garnets for the year ahead. They closed up by 9.2%, $11.65. And one of the favourites is Telix Pharmaceuticals and they have been a bit busy. The shares are uh, up today by about 0.9% as the company snaps up US-based therapeutic company QSAM Biosciences for uh, just shy of $200 million in cash and equity. And the stock of the day was Telstra. We spoke to Mark Morland from Team Invest and Josh Barker from Macro Capital. I just don't think it, it's got sort of huge capital <coughs> uplift from a business point of view. Maybe they pick up some, some extra retail customers, but the, the business segment is still going to struggle. Um, we'd actually prefer Aussie broadband around these levels. Um, higher growth prospects um, and, uh, yeah, recently supported by a capital raise. So I think those prices should, should largely hang in there. So the problem is because the earnings aren't growing and they've got an 11% average over the last six years decline in earnings, I can give you a buy price to get a 10% return on it. To get 10% return on Telstra, you can't pay more than $1.60, which is less than half of what the current share price is, because it's on a 22 PE, which is ridiculous for uh, a company that's earnings are in decline. Now that's because a lot of people have had it as, you know, as you said, blue chip. So there's a lot yeah, of support and it's in a lot of funds, but there's no, there's no justification for it. And we've, we're, our models are showing if you bought it today, you're going to lose 8.2% a year average over the next five years. Okay, so I guess not too upbeat about Telstra, but let's now welcome to the COB, Martin Crabb from Shore and Partners. Martin, thanks so much. Always love to see you in the studio when you're not travelling. Always traveling. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Okay, uh, banks, banks and more banks. Yeah. It has been a lot of banks. So how yeah. is it wrapped up in terms of an earnings season for the big four? Yeah, it's been not too bad. I mean, we've got to, um, I suppose, recognise, Danny, that we're seeing the banks at their absolute best. At this point of the cycle, 
rates have gone up, which allows them to boost their net, in, net interest margin because they pass the, the rate hikes onto the mortgages straight away. They're a bit slow with the deposits and they've also got some deposits that don't pay any interest. So they get this net interest margin expansion, but we haven't seen any bad and doubtful debts. In fact, um, CBA's result out today is like, you know, nine basis points of bad and doubtful debt expense. It's nothing, right? Mm. So we're not seeing the pain that higher interest rates are going to bring. We're seeing the benefit to the bank's net interest margin. So having said that, the results were okay. They were kind of in line. ANZ was a little bit softer. But just we just think this whole sector is expensive. So given what I've said is that you're seeing the best um, that you're going to see from the banking sector. Mm the valuations are quite rich. So the TSR of the bank, so if you take the analyst 12-month um, target price, mm -hmm. add the 12 months dividend you're going to get, divide that into today's share price, you're looking at about a 2% TSR. Mm. So you can do better in cash, you can do better in government bonds, and you do a lot better in the market as a whole. So we take the banks out of the market, you're looking more like 14%. TSR. Yeah. So that difference, that 12% difference is about as big as it gets. So it's suggesting that you take money out of the banks, which have performed really well, and put it into non-banks, put it into everything else. So that's what we're doing with our portfolios. We're fading the rally, as we yeah. call it, in the banks. We're taking the money, we're, we're pocketing the, the profits, and we're looking at other things like materials. I was going to say, like materials, I mean, the big miners today up again, that iron ore futures yeah. contract continuing to rise. It does look like there's some positivity in terms of optimism around the beleaguered China sector. Correct. It's the begrudging upgrade cycle, <laughs> Juliet. So everyone's got iron ore going to, you know, the, the, the federal government's got it at 65. Oh, nice. Most investment banks are 85. And they've all been moving it up because, hey, it's 127. Everyone knows that China's slowing, but it's still 127. Run that through your model. You get massive upgrades. Fortescue is the biggest, it's the most leveraged, but BHP and Rio not far behind. And finally today we saw a bounce in, in the lithium stocks, which have been a one-way trade for months, so they got a bit of a kick too. But yeah, I think most PMs, most portfolio managers are underweight iron ore, they've probably been overweight banks running into the results. It's time to go the other way, switch out of banks into, into miners, particularly iron ore stocks. Mm. So would you actually completely sell out of banks? I no. mean, most punters are not going to do that because they, they just hold them for the long term. Yeah, look, it depends how index aware you are. They are 20 odd percent of the index. So being zero is a big bet. So mm. if you're wrong in the economy and we have a soft landing and there's lots of immigrants coming and buying houses, borrowing money, then you want to be in the bank. So never never zero for us anyway. But look, for some investors um, who don't need franking credits, for example, the big advantage of being in the banks is getting those franking credits. If you don't need to be there, you know, you could be zero weight, but it's not something we would do. Yeah. Speaking of the economy and being right on it, I know you've been looking at the overseas uh, arrival and departures figures. Yeah. You say people love traveling. They certainly do. Uh, what are we seeing? What is that showing us about? The yeah. So the ABS comes out every month with arrivals and departures. They're a little bit of a proxy for immigration. So if you take total arrivals over 12 months and, and subtract total departures over 12 months, you get about 400, 500,000, which is kind of where immigration's at. In fact, immigration might be higher. Now, they, they track each other because you go out, you know, go out of the country, you come back in. So most of us go overseas for a holiday, not, not, not for permanent. But the, you can see we're still shy of where we were pre-GFC. So back in January uh, 2020, there was 22 odd million uh, visit, uh, movements, as they call them. We're now about 16 and a half. So we've still got another 30% to go. One of the reasons we like travel stocks and Qantas in particular is there's another 30% growth in travel volumes that we still haven't seen yet. So we're still recovering. And you'd have to say that even, 
because of revenge travel, we might even go above where we were pre-COVID. So it might be more like 25 or or 26 million visits, which is a visit for every Australian, right? There's only 26 million of us in the country. So I have seen some um, some, um, analysis by other investment banks looking at people's uh, propensity to travel and it's it's at record highs people want to travel now more than ever yes it's expensive yes the airlines are a bit tricky in terms of cancellations but people have just missed out on it for so long they want to get out there and experience some overseas travel even domestically i mean i said i was coming back from the gold coast yesterday the way there the way back flight completely full my yeah. friends from adelaide their flight was completely full the lounge the schedules, yeah i guess so yeah, yeah. the yeah. lounge absolutely packed you know like it's it's incredible. Yeah, and we're seeing uh, global airlines start to reorder again. I think mm. uh, I think Emirates ordered a hundred um, uh, Boeing seven four seven Maxes, which you know they were the ones yeah. falling 767. out of the sky. Seven six seven. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. So they so people are getting out and buying new planes again, which is a sign for the capacity is going to grow. Mm. So I think I think the travel is a great space to be. And everyone says we're at peak travel, but we think things like Qantas in the big caps and Hello World in the small caps still look really attractive to us. Okay, well, there we go. Get your YOLO travel hat back on again. In fact, we haven't taken it off. Exactly. Martin, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Okay, that was Martin Crabb from Shore and Partners. Now, Jules, should we check in and see on some of what were the movers and shakers today? Yeah, let's have a look at the top leaders of the day for uh, Tuesday. As we round out the session, we were talking about, of course, the fact that uh, the sectors were mostly higher. ALS, we're talking about that up 9.2%. Brainship Holdings up 6.5%. Life360, Helios and Beach Energy all looking good. Yeah, so I think Beach um, actually had an AGM today and I was snooping around for Life360 to see if there was some news, but I couldn't find any. Let's have a look at some of today's laggards and see uh, what we have there. So Link Administration off by over 3.5%. Origin Energy, Australian Super not prepared to join the bid with Brookfield and uh, EIG, I think it is, EIG, mm. yesterday. So they've pulled out. NAB's gone ex-dividend. Lake Resources often traded heavily off by about three in Levisa, down about 2.7, but they were up yesterday. Yeah, and I think, was there, or is that what you were talking about, the other twist in this origin yeah. takeover battle? Yeah. yeah, so coming through from this 11th hour bid. All right, let's have a look at the small caps. Uh, the... Oh, don't know any of those. <laughs> no, so rated resources has gone up 47%. And Avita Medical up 14 Carnivan Energy up 13 And Arizona Lithium, Lithium Stocks. Oh, and we interviewed Catapult today, which is up almost 13%. Get Andrew back so in to explain it to us. Do, oh, do uh, check, uh, check that interview uh, because Andrew Gagan had a great chat, I believe, with the CEO. And let's have a look at some of the small cap laggards. BlackRock Mining down at 13%. OFX, that was one that we were following and obviously brought you that news earlier. It was down 11.3%, 88 energy. Of course, bucking the upward uh, momentum in the energy sector. It's down uh, 7.5% as is Pantaro. And Walkabout Resources went walkabout with a loss of 6.5% today. Oh, we love it. Now, let's check in and see what's happening overnight. In fact, we don't really need to check in because I think everybody knows it's the US October CPI, which will be 
out uh, New York time at 8.30 a.m. But we'll probably all be tucked up and sound asleep. Also looks like FOMC, Jefferson and Goolsby are going to be chatting. NFIB, small business of optimism. And then we've got the Eurozone. Is that? It's ZEW survey. What's that one? It's a, I thought it was actually a German survey, but it's about economic activity okay. in the Eurozone. Yeah, and third quarter GDP second estimate as well. Yeah, so potentially a market moving night. We'll have to just wait and see. And let's check in and see what is happening tomorrow, Jules. The wage price index for third quarter. And then, of course, we'll be looking very closely at the China IP industrial production and retail sales figures for October 2. And then we're looking very, very far out uh, for, of course, tomorrow night with UK CPI and PPI and US PPI retail sales for October, along with Eurozone industrial production for September. Absolutely. It is a total data deluge this week. And let's have a final check and see where the markets have rounded out. And I have in terms of the ASX 200. Let's see if it held its gains. Yes, it did. Up uh, about 58 points, 0.83%. 7,006. There we go in the SIBO 200, up by over 10 points, or 0.8%. So now registrations are now open for our next virtual investor event. Small Caps Big Ideas is back for 2023 and will be bigger, better and faster. If you weren't a subscriber in previous years, will we bring together 10 of Australia's leading small cap fan managers to each present one high conviction idea. And this year we're throwing in a fast and furious special edition of the call featuring micro caps chosen by you. Register to watch live or on demand at osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. That's osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. Well, that does it for the COB for today on a positive day. As we mentioned, above 7,000 on the ASX 200. We do love to see that. Absolutely. Green on screen. And uh, we had lots of amazing interviews. We've had the UBS Australasian Conference over the last two days. So check out some of those interviews. There'll be a few more coming through tomorrow, as well as lots of great guests that we had both live in the studio and via Skype. But I think that's a wrap for today, Jules. It is a wrap. That's a wrap, as they say in the biz. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.